0: Our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of those sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His renowning fork is in his hand to clear his threshing flood and to gather the wheat in his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with an unquenchable fire. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of your word. Amen. Hello and welcome to our January 11th edition of our Reflection on Sunday. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and it is a blessing and a privilege today, as I shared in our Sunday video, to continue our conversation of our baptismal covenant And today, as we look at this conversation, we look at it through the eyes of our communal worship, our corporate worship. On Sunday, we looked very deeply and intensely at what it means to make individual responses to the provenient existence of Jesus Christ in our life as we move forward in actions of justifying grace, the things that we intentionally do because Jesus Christ has always been there. As we finished last week with our last question, the fourth question, which is the personal question, do we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? It's the acknowledgement that there is something that exists outside of us that we need to be dependent on so that we can live within the full a participation of grace, realizing once again that grace is where we stop and Jesus Christ takes over and get to the places where God wants us to be. This this is a journey that we were never meant to be on on our own. And as I move into this section, I think about a meme that I saw on Facebook, and it's the classic question it's a classic statement that everybody says it's sort of the band-aid on the wound sometimes that God never gives us more than we can handle now there's two responses to that I'll give you the joking one first if God doesn't know if God doesn't give us more than we can handle then why does God think that I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, Chuck Norris, in, insert action hero here. Let's let's do the greatest in the classic. Why does God think I'm John Wayne? So there's that response. But there there's a, a personal, I'm on this on my own response with that. And even the statement itself, God doesn't give us more than we can handle. There is a personal, I can do it on my own response that's that... connects to that Band-Aid. So what I want us to take a moment to think about is a meme that I saw that fixes it. it. God doesn't, and then everything else is marked out. God doesn't give us more than we can handle. It starts with God doesn't, and then everything else is marked out, and it says God doesn't intend for us to live life on our own. We exist in a community with the Holy Spirit to guide us and help us. And... That's the reality I want to deal with today. So we're moving in to the fifth statement. We did the first four on our Sunday video because those are the personal interactions, and now we're moving into the corporate communal responses. And the first thing is is a proclamation. It's a a promise from the body that we are going to be here for an individual. I'll I'll throw a... ordination question out to you and this is this is the answer I gave and I would still give is if you were an asked to do a private baptism would you do it and if you would do it explain the theological reasons why and if you wouldn't do it explain the theological reasons why so based on this and based on where I'm going to go one of the answers is I wouldn't do a private baptism because there is a communal importance that exists within this. When I think about the definitions that I gave you last week, where Jesus Christ, where the Holy Spirit has existed, has proveniently existed in our lives to this moment, uh, there is a proclamation that exists, and that proclamation is not a singular response. When we make this proclamation within a body of the church, we empower others to be reminded of when they made that statement. We empowered others to be reminded of the challenges that that still exist in their lives, but they get to relive this moment where they made this first acknowledgement that, you know, life is hard, but God is here. And it also allows, through the statement that I'm about to read, it allows the community to say, you're not alone. You're not doing this alone. You're not there. So that's my ordination response to that let's look at this question will you nurture these people in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and example they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves to profess their faith openly and to lead a Christian life That's a question that's made to the congregation during this baptismal covenant. And it's, it's a promise. It's a promise to that individual that you're not stuck on this alone. It's that promise that, you know what? You know what? God doesn't give you more than you can handle because you were never meant to handle it on your own. It gives the community of the church an opportunity to say, you're not alone. We're walking with you side by side, and we're here to support you and to guide you and to celebrate with you in always. And we are here to to let you know that when you feel bad, we're here. And you're not the only person feeling bad. You're not alone when you make this big victory there's a community to celebrate with and it's the communal celebration that that helps add to the flavor of of personal victories you are not alone it is a communal promise to interact with justifying grace together by promising to interact with each other in support and care let's look at the next thing now this one is is very important because the the first one uh, so many of us have this image of of infant baptisms and in the united methodist church we we have the infant baptisms and that's a a promise not just from the congregation but it's from the parents that they are going to use their actions of justifying grace to add to and enrich the life of this young being that's growing up that if there's ever been an image of the reality of provenient grace, it's in that last statement. It's in many cases we see these beautiful children who don't even know who they are. They don't they don't know what their hands are yet. And it's there's that image of provenient grace that through this statement made by their parents and their church, that we are gonna use our actions of justifying grace to care for you. As you move through life and you f- discover who God is and you have the opportunity to respond and justify and grace yourself and respond. But here, this one is beautiful because I grew up in a tradition of the proclamation, uh, you, the affirmation of faith that you walked down and you spoke the words I want Jesus Christ in my heart. You, The people let go of the pew in front of them and loosened their grip and took the first steps towards the acknowledgement of salvation. And that is a huge action of justifying grace too. And it is. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives to the world? Now that's both a personal interaction and a communal interaction because there that this goes back to the the previous previous question do you confess confess Jesus Christ as your savior and put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your lord and now you're promising to do it with this with this community of support you're not alone You're not alone in your journey with Jesus Christ. You are not alone. And through this next statement, according to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's Holy Church and serve as Christ's representative to the world? It's the personal affirmation that I will be a part of the community. You're not alone let's look at the actions of Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus Christ showed the importance of community as in the book of Matthew, he goes out to be tempted by the devil to prepare himself for the journey that he's about to go through. And then the first thing that Jesus Christ does is he leaves the wilderness and he immediately finds the others that are going to walk with him and serve with him and go on this journey with him. That's what this interaction represents. It is the acknowledgement that I cannot do this on my own. I need this community to support me. All right, so now we get back into the communal, communal. And this is the individuals that we we pick to be our guys, our, our gals the ones that are with us. As if, if John, if St. John wrote this, these would be our most beloveds. These are the ones that we're going to put the most trust in. It's the sponsors. This is the, the question that the godparents answer for the kids, and it's the ones that we trust to hold us accountable as an adult. Will you sponsor these candidates and support and encourage them in their Christian life? Who's your most beloved, as as John would say? Who is the person that you know that you can turn to and say, "Hey, man, I am not doing so good right now. Can you help me find the balance once again?" You know, within our lives, there are people that have loved and encouraged us to get to this moment of of acknowledgement, this moment of justifying grace to help us proclaim who God is in our lives and we need those people in our lives even after the fact it's the preachers the sunday school teachers it's the best friend that we sit next to and share a prayer with at starbucks or it's the friend that we take a moment to have a breakfast together and just to hear about their lives and how they're doing it's that intentional moment of interaction that helps us stay the course and stay well so then we get back to the communal and we get back to another acknowledgement that we're we're not on this hard journey to alone, but we are on this hard journey that with other people that are having a really hard time too. It's do you as Christ's body, the church reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ It's, it's this acknowledgement that you've done this too. And it's the opportunity to intentionally remember, Hey, you know what? Once upon a time, this was new and exciting to me. And, it being new and exciting sparked me to try some cool things. And it it becomes this moment that this personal interaction with justifying grace for the individual being baptized actually becomes a communal experience where it it inspires others to remember when this was their journey, their story, and they can reconnect to it. And then we get to this thing, and, and it's what we say together. See, so we started this out by making our personal commitment and acknowledging our personal responsibilities. And then we move into this section that, that we say, okay, we are a part of this congregation. We're a part of this body of believers, and I'm not alone. And then we make this unifying statement. We make this unifying statement all together that we promise that we are going to be there for each other and care for each other. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness. But when we need to remember that when the those that are saying this in the community are remembering that their baptisms they are remembering when others said this for them as well it's the it's the circle of life that they may grow in their trust of god and be found faithful in their service to others we will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to light the life of jesus christ So, as we look at this communal statement, where that we looked on Sunday on the individual, and Sunday is the individual, God's real to me, God exists to me. And as we add this conversation that we've gone through today, God is real in me, God exists in me, and I am not alone. Because where at times we feel that God doesn't give an individual more than they can handle, We also realize that God never intended for us to be on this journey alone, and we are surrounded by a support that is always there, always caring, and always supporting. Hold on to that reality today. Thank you for joining with me in this conversation. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love within our personal dedication. God is love within our community of faith and god is love today tomorrow and always amen we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com and if you've been enjoying our services online please email us please say hello Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.